Road to Redemption episode number three. I'm here with my man, Dave Obeda, host of the successful Felon Show on YouTube as a podcaster, conspiracy theorist at heart. The man is in the front line leading the processes up there in Wellington, a reformed man on a spiritual journey. My doko, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the Road to Redemption podcast. Much love, Doko, and thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it, man. appreciate you um, asking me, and um, bro, it's all love, brother, always. You know how it is. 100%, because we chopped it up when I was doing my research project. This would have been, what have we been, a year ago, 18 months ago? Yeah, over a year ago now, man. Time flies on. Bro, and to see the growth of the man. Yeah, like, I know, bro, man. You're killing it's crazy, it. isn't it? You're killing it on YouTube, and you're killing it doing um, all the things that you're doing. Tell us for, for the listeners and the viewers, brother, tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of how you, how you grew up, uh, what's on your mind. Yeah, um, yeah so I'm originally from here in New Zealand, uh, moved to Australia when I was 14. Um, well, now, you know, I've got the podcast, got the YouTube channel, The Felon Show. Um, but yeah, before that, you know, caught up in prison and gangs and um, drugs, drug addiction, um before being deported uh back here to new zealand about over three three four years ago now let's go so, uh, yeah let's go brother so yeah no it's, it's, it's been good man it's been a blessing for sure um all glory to god you know of course and um but yeah so yeah originally from here in new zealand though so take take us back to uh tell us a little bit about your offending how you found yourself uh, in the prison system over there in melbourne um ah bro just you know when i moved to to melbourne i sort of moved over there because i was getting kicked out of home here in new zealand a little bit uh running away from home and just but getting caught up in the wrong crowd bro but just stupid things man you know what i mean bro um looking back now just silly things man that teenagers get involved in but sometimes reaction from parents reaction from family of, of how that is going they can sort of blow it up into more than what it actually is just some yeah. lost kid just a lost kid doing stupid stuff but then it escalates you know mm. because then they think you're this full-on bad kid when you're not you know what i mean but it it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy you know what i mean like they can start telling you you're this and that and then you end up becoming those things but yeah, bro, just st- um, moved to Melbourne, you know, dramas with the stepdad as well over there. So um, turned to the streets um, and then, you know, from there having to survive on the streets and, you know, start off stealing and then robbing and then armed robbing and then, um, you know, searching, you know, I mean, all of that stuff, man, just any way to make money. Um and then, yeah, that just eventually landed me in prison, bro, at 19. Just for a whole bunch of burglaries and um, assaults and things like that, searching. You know what I mean? If you guys call it in Sydney, so yeah, searching. Um, and then, yeah, just, yeah, basically after that, just was in pr- prison and pretty pretty much until I got deported when I was 27. So when you, you spent all that time in prison, entered the system at age 19, as you said, what was that sort of experience like? Uh, tell us about... What was your jail experience like? Oh, man, it just, bro, just going to prison and then wanting to make a name for myself in there, man. Just you know, what, got, what was it like just being young and just just trying to prove oh, yourself? Bro, like the, the like first, reputation? I, as soon as I got in there, man, like got into it with the, the queries, man, like straight off the bat, you know, because I just 
just something over count and someone had said something. I don't even know if he had said that though. So my cellmate had said that, you know, one of them had said something because I was late to count. Um, which looking at now though, no one likes someone who's late to count, you know what I mean? Like, because then everyone's got to stand at their doors and, but yeah, bro, I just, yeah. And then I just started shit straight away. Um, yeah, just, yeah, bro, just stuff like that, man. Just wanting to make a name for myself, sort of, if any sort of dramas arose, like putting my hand up straight away, like, you know, if money's owed or someone said this or something like that. Like just that's running, just running the, the ball up. Yeah. yeah, bro, yeah. Just looking for an excuse just to, to incite violence, pretty much. Yeah. yeah and but so I had a whole bunch of mates in there as well, though. Like, when I went to prison and stuff, it's like, when I got to MRC, which is the remand center in Melbourne, like when I got there, I have like a whole bunch of mates there that I knew from the streets and things like that. So I, it wasn't because even though it was my first time in prison, I already knew a lot about it because by that point, I was the only one who hadn't been locked up out of my group of friends, you know, so they had already told me like what the goal was. And then when I went to prison, yeah, just seeing all my mates and things like that and the, ah, you know, yeah. like, he's locked up, like, you know, and all no. of that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, bro, yeah. And then is that when you got linked up with GFAM? How did GFAM come about? Was it just a bunch of Islander boys that congregated together to form this crew? How did that start? Yeah. Oh, so yes. So I was a member of GFAM as well. So we co-founded that in, um, in, in Melbourne in the prison system over there. But yeah, similar... Well, because when I first went to prison and that with my group of mates, like, we, we pretty much assumed, like, we're just going to be bikies, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to join a club and, you know, because when when I when I went to prison, like, me and my mates and stuff, we didn't really know any bikies, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't, because in Melbourne, you know what I mean? Like, they don't really, um, well, the bikey scene's growing a lot in Melbourne nowadays, but, um yeah like when we went to prison and that it's sort of like yeah we no one really had any solid bikey connections or anything like that so we thought oh you know we'll join a club you know and we'll or even you know like start a feeder gang to a club or something like that you know and then um but then yeah but as time started going on and then we just didn't really know much about club life or anything like that and then we're meeting all these different clubs though but then like because not everybody wanted to join a club though out of the boys like not everyone wanted to do that you know what i mean so then we just ended up forming our own thing oh that's and that's how that got started yeah 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 so, so while you're in prison uh, over those number of years tell me about any epiphanies <clears throat> or any like sort of realizations uh, or any defining moments um that you had where you were like shit something needs to change or else i'm just gonna keep heading down the same path revolving doors did you have any moments like that inside yeah bro like, i had heaps of mad epiphanies in there um to do with the bible as well you know to do with god um well because i grew up in the church yep. you know which made me steer away from the church though as i was growing older because even now you know i don't consider even though i am a man of god and and i do read the bible i don't i'm not religious you know what i mean i don't i don't follow like religion or anything like that because i believe those are man-made constructs you know um which unfortunately like every other institution in this world is can be corrupted um because of money and things like that but um yeah so 
yeah definitely the bible man reading the bible when i was in there um yeah i there were other big moments that i had in there um in reference to like i just there was things that were going on in my personal life bro at the time like so this was about halfway through my last leg that i um yeah things were going on in my personal life and long story short man ended up with a broken heart and all of that man um and then being stuck in jail as well mm. you know you can't you can't reach out to anyone you know the head so noise eh? basically basically torture man yeah bro yeah. bad head miles you know and then um fuck that like but real like broke me you know what i mean real really broke me in there um like towards the end of my sentence and that like people couldn't even recognize me really you know what i mean because i was just like didn't really want to talk to anyone and like um i just yeah they, and then no one to talk about it with you know what i mean yeah. like didn't didn't want to talk about it you know what i mean so no one really knows what's going on you know so i don't want to talk about you know to, you know they're never having any privacy in prison too you know you got like a hundred other guys in the unit there's always noise never get a moment's respite like to yourself 100 percent. so but you know looking back man that was what i needed you know yeah you so needed it that what I, I will it's what had to happen mm. like with what i'm doing now there's no other way it could have happened than the way it's happened you know so Hey, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. And I know exactly what you mean when you, when you, because I've been there myself, you know, felt, you know, so trapped, but so lonely within a yard full of like hundred inmates exactly. and no one, no one, no one's, uh, I guess, capable to hold that safe space and allow you to, um, to share what's on your heart and what's on your mind. Cause yeah. in, pr in prison, we put on these, uh, these masks, hey, these, the, this massive facade yeah. of this ego. Mm. We have to, we have to, uh, you know, be staunch. We have to be tough or else we'll get attacked. Yeah, um, no, nah, that's right. And because it's hard as well, because at the same time, it's like, because the boys and that, some are doing long, long sentences and all of that. You know what I mean? It's like, they don't want to hear that shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, 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 they got their own shit going on, man. You know what I mean? They, they look, they, they're looking at another another brick or two in here. Like, they don't want to hear that either because yes. that's going to fuck with their facade. You know what yes. I mean? So they don't want to hear that shit either. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. And I, I, was, I was mindful of that when I was around lifers. Uh, while i was inside yeah. you don't you don't talk about no. getting released day that's a no-no no. you don't talk about time life on the outside um yeah. but uh, talk to talk to me about you ended up in the hmp at barwin supermax was yeah, that when yeah. you were at your lowest or tell me about that nah that was before that oh so nah well because when i first went to prison and that like i was sort of always in and out of there like first off just doing little stints and you know like little two-week stints for like fighting and then you know carrying a shiv and then like you know just those little ones and then you know getting involved in like riots and then you know after my first one that was when i went to Bowen up there in acacia and like malaluka banks yeah there's a few but um yeah just going around getting transferred around and all of that um that was my first taste of that um obviously man it does mess with your mental um makeup being held in long long-term solitary confinement i mean there's been there's been studies on it you know like um and you see it yourself in there you know like you see people um 
like I've got a few mates now, you know, that have been through those sorts of units, eh? And they just never came right again, mm. eh? Like even now, you know what I yep. mean? Like um some are now the guys that you see drinking at bus stops talking to themselves, man, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Like um real solid dudes though, you know, a couple of years back, man, like rock solid on the yard, you know what I mean? Like, but just uh because that's the thing, you know, the prison system, they get you, you know what I mean? Like, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll get you, you know what I mean? If they hate you enough, they'll get you, you yeah. know, and, it, and they'll get it through here, you yeah. know what I mean? And then, um, you know, but then unfortunately, when they do mess with your mind like that, sometimes it's irreversible, mm. you know, so. That's for life, that's long term, eh? Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, went went through there, um, like most long term, oh, well, because in, in Melbourne, they call it long term management so um yeah basically went through all of the units in victoria anyway that uh you know like the supermax and the different units they got so i went through i went through almost all of them during my time in prison um even when i did you know did have um you know that that um really hard awakening during my last stint um even then you know afterwards did sort of find myself in solitary even after that um just over drugs and you know allegations and things like that but um yeah it's definitely something i don't miss though yeah 100 100 100 don't miss prison at all so what what year did you get out how long have you been back in new zealand for 2018 i got out so almost four years man. so four years brother. Four you're, years, you're, you're yeah, deported in 2018 you've been out of prison for four years brother that's a that's a you know that's a win long in itself, time brother that's win a long itself, time man. so that's a long like, bro time. i i acknowledge and commend you for 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 doing that bro and like being becoming the <laughs> man that you are now to reform and to stay out so let's talk let's talk about that bro this road to reforming and becoming uh the man that you are now i know it's got a lot to do with the spiritual quest and i do find it's a common theme with a lot of brothers they do go down that spiritual path what what was it for you bro um oh bro you know getting deported back first of all when i first got back from new zealand it was oh from australia it was real tough man um hated it here you know mm. what i mean real, real really didn't want to be here never thought i'd come back to new zealand ever um most of my support networks were back there as well so when i come back here um yeah man started hitting the grog you know what i mean was still doing drugs and all of that working though so i came back i, I got straight into work in that um furniture moving um which was my saving grace so i just worked every day man monday to sunday just working yep. working working because that was like my because my head was just so fucked when i came back eh? like my my i was in a real bad place coming back um hadn't healed from what had happened back in melbourne you know so just coming back i just um yeah turned to the alcohol turned to drugs knew i wasn't gonna go back to prison though so i got coming back going back to prison i made that choice like no nah, i don't want to go back inside so that was that was off, off the cards for you 
Yeah, no, nah, that was no nah, well, because I was just so messed up. I was like, fuck, I don't think I could I could handle it again. Eh? Like I, I barely got out of there, you know what I mean? Like dealing with suicide and and wanting to commit suicide and all mm-hmm. of that, but those real dark head spaces. So 100%. I didn't think I was gonna last this time, you know, being here in New Zealand and stuff. So decided I wasn't gonna go back to jail, but um did self-medicate, you know what I mean, if you want to call it that um you know with the drugs and the the alcohol um but yeah um even though I was drinking and doing alcohol though I was actually doing all right working as well because I could just hide it bro because of being able to put that mask on in jail Mm. like I can just be I can just like I could work I could conversate I could um you know do all of that um really well you know what I mean real well but inside I'm like dying you know yeah I'm dying dying inside you know what I mean but yeah from the time in jail and we know how to hide that you know we know how to hide it real real well for sure um and then yeah eventually man um even though I was working and doing all that man still lost as still self-medicating um but then yeah eventually got back into you know the spiritual side of things and and now finding god again and um i mean yeah that that was really what motivated me to to get onto the path where i am now and trying to give back um trying to raise awareness you know and um yeah right because i i see it in you eh? that that shift when you've shifted onto the spiritual quest um you're just walking with intent uh, you are content <laughs> but you're like when you speak you speak with uh, purpose um tell us about the the lifestyle change you made with with uh with your diet yeah man so i mean like so when i got onto the spiritual like quest like had a huge spiritual awakening eh? like massive like couldn't even put it into words you know but um had a huge spiritual awakening and um it's gotten to the point now where yeah i don't drink don't eat meat now don't um don't eat dairy you know what i mean full gone you know plant-based never thought i'd end up doing that though yeah never in a million years would i thought i'd stop eating meat drop 40 kilos you know like like that eh? full-blown spiritual awakening you know what i mean like when i say spiritual awakening it's just like like I felt the hand of God, you know, yeah. on me. And um he showed me a vision of of um what he wanted for me, you know what I mean, in my life and what my whole life was purposed for anyway. You know what I mean? And I saw that and um that was when I started the show and all of that. You know, most people didn't think it would even get, you know, half to where it is now. And I'm not even halfway on the journey yet, you know what I mean? Right, but you're not even you're just because, getting <laughs> yeah. <started. laughs> But that's the thing, you know what I mean? When God gives you a vision, you just got to go with it and don't worry about what anyone else is going to say because he didn't give them that vision. So mm-hmm. how are they going to speak on something that they haven't seen? You know, what I mean? only, he only gives you the vision, you know, so you just got to have faith and just march on. Eh? That's powerful, bro. Thank you for those wise words, man. That's bro. I'm so happy for you. Let's segue into into the Fallon Show. I remember when you were just getting it started, you're just starting off. You're <laughs> yeah, asking, bro, you're asking me questions. I've got to ask you questions now. <laughs> it's, come, it's come full circle. So definitely yeah, after this up. podcast, I'm gonna be tapping into how I build my YouTube, um, my YouTube uh, skills and following up. Tell us about the felon show. What is the felon show? 
Oh, so the Fallen Show man, just stories of redemption. Boko, you know, let's go. And that's all we do doing, Baba. Stories of redemption, man. Sharing people's stories, giving brothers um, who don't have platforms, giving them platforms, you know what I mean? To speak on things and to, um, you know, just do all sorts of things. Like, um, well, like you said in the intro, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist as well. So that was how I started off in the whole YouTube space. I started... Um, yeah, just, you know, yeah, conspiracy theory type stuff, what people would consider that. Um, but that was where I started off. And then when I got used to this and, you know, sort of the whole YouTube thing, then from there I thought, oh, well, actually, man, like I could do more here, you know what I mean? On YouTube, it's not hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that hard. So then I started interviewing, like, the boys and stuff. I started, like, call calling the boys and, hey, you want to jump on, you want to jump on, you want to jump on? um and with he your, said no he with, said no yeah, though yeah, yeah, of course. no 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 say no as soon as they hear interviews they're like nah, <laughs> nah, nah. i'm not talking <laughs> he, he said no he said no but uh people said yes though as well and um you know it, 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 that that was enough you know i mean the few that said yes uh, that was enough for for it to to, to uh to take off you know because a lot of the my mate, like mates and stuff i never really thought of like because i just thought oh well a lot were by keys and things like that but i never look at it like that but then when i realized oh well actually some of these dudes are actually presidents and you know i mean some of them started their own ones and then i thought oh well people are actually interested in this stuff you know what i mean so a lot of um, people are obviously yeah heaps know. yeah heaps man so it was just um yeah it was just a blessing eh? but yeah just started uploading the content um you know at first you know they were barely getting any views you know what i mean barely any but well, over time you know what i mean over time over time over time um it just grows and grows and grows you know once you crack those algorithms and you know start getting supported by youtube with the whole recommendations and all of that thing um then it starts taking off but i could already see it from the start you know what yeah. i mean even though had barely any views and i was like now gonna do do all goods here you know what yeah I mean? once it takes off it's, it's, it's gonna yeah. go yeah let's yeah. go man and what are what are your plans for uh the felon show are you gonna just keep interviewing uh people of stories of redemption what's what's your sort of thoughts around um so at the moment so i'll give you a little exclusive so i'm actually working on like a new segment called, called hood diaries We'll be going around to different neighborhoods in that GI, um, Angry, um, all the hoods across New Zealand. I'll be cruising through um, cameras and stuff like that um, and just getting taken around, man. It's a similar wow. concept to hood vlogs. If you've ever seen hood vlogs on YouTube, he goes around the different neighborhoods in America, you know what I mean? And basic as concept, like nothing major, you know what I mean? Just walking around the neighborhood, you know what I mean? Like, um, oh yeah, this is the school here, you know, while well, getting boys to take me around, you yeah, know what I mean? Course. And um, yeah, showing me around the spots and the things, telling us different yarns in the area. Um, yeah, just doing that, man. Uh, I got a few, I got a few things planned like that, like outside of the, the podcast stuff. So um, hopefully start working on some short movies and proper docos. Let's and, go. Uh, yeah, man, that's the, that's the aim now. So shooting for the stars, man. Nothing Let's less get, than that. 100%, bro. That's us. <laughs> Tell us about any... So I've, I found out one of the boys that I done jail with got knocked uh, yesterday. 
I've had yeah, I saw that on your I've, 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 had, yeah. I've had a, I've had a number of boys that I've ever been in the system with, knew in the system, did time with, either OD, get shot, get stabbed, or dead now, bro. Have you had any experiences like that? How many boys have you seen that are not here no more? Um, oh uh, yeah, now there's a couple as well, bro. Um not all people that were say in my gang and things like that, but um, you know, and other boys that I have met in prison, yeah, there's a few that's been shot, bro, a few that's been dead now, a couple OD'd as well. Um, more than a couple have OD'd, unfortunately. Um, fuck, because they just get out, eh, bro, and then they just have their shot, and you know, they just it's too much, you know what I mean? It's too much for them, and they end up dying, man. So it's it's sad as, man. It is, bro. You know, I mean, it's sad it as, is. especially the heroin stuff, man. I fucking hate hearing people dying from that, you know what I mean? Like, just, you know, died out in a fucking car somewhere, you know what I mean, bro? Fucking just nodded over the fucking, you know, and then got kids and stuff as well, yeah. bro, you know what I mean? Um, and then, yeah, bro, got, you know, different bikey mates, you know what I mean, that have been shot and, and died, you know, um... But then that's that life, though, eh? That is that life, bro. That's that life, man. It's just, you know, yeah, live by the gun, die by the gun. 100%. It's either, either, there's two ways. You're going to pay with your your time or pay with your life, man. And it's sad to see a lot of the brothers just be jailbirds, eh? Go in and out, in and out, revolving doors. It just breaks my heart to Mm. see a lot of our brothers still in that headspace. And it's, and it's good that I have people like you out here that were just out here trying to pull as much of our brothers and sisters, bro, out of the system to to show them a different pathway, give them a different option. Yeah, no, exactly, man. And we're doing it though, man. You know what I mean? We're doing it. You know, a lot of, a lot of people are watching us and um, are inspired by us for sure, man. So it's, it's awesome. Let's get, hey, keep it up and let's keep going. Any sort of final words for uh, someone that's listening, maybe it's someone that has someone um, that's in prison or someone that's coming out of the system, how do they adjust and adapt and transition to this life outside? Uh, Man, especially for deportees, man, but for for everyone across the world, but especially for deportees, you really got to dig in, man. You know what I mean? After coming back here to New Zealand, you really got to be prepared that it's going to be hard. You know, like there's no two ways about it, man. It's going to be tough coming back here. So you got to really dig in deep. you got to really find that inner reason of of why you want to change. If that is what you want to do, then really find that reason. Write it down. Fucking write it down a few times, man. Place it around your room or whatever you want to mm. do. But just because it, it is going to be tough, man. It's, it's tough getting out of jail. It's tough getting out of jail in general, man. So you really got to pre- be prepared to dig in deep because that's where a lot of people mess up, man. You know what I mean? A lot of a lot of boys get in, uh, get out thinking, um, you know, it's all going to be easy, and we're yeah. just gonna, um, you know what I mean? Or even if they don't want to turn their lives around, they and oh yeah, I'll go out and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Make money and this and that, but the when you look at the, the criminal world as a whole and how many people actually crack it and make mad money, it's only like this, man. Yeah. <laughs> the rest, it's all mostly petty criminals, man. You know what I mean? They're just in and out, in and out, in and out. You know used, I mean? eh? Yeah. The, the ones that actually make money and, and kill it, though, it's, it's only a small, tiny percentage, man. It's, it's a hard life. It's a life of struggle. Uh, um, and the longer you stay in that life, the worst of the struggle is going to be, you know, just for me, I'm just thankful that I've, I've 
got out of that still in my twenties, you know what I mean? Because, you know, everybody does reach that stage, but mostly it's in their fifties, you know, and they're already yes. old by then, you know, but everybody in that world comes to the realization one, one way or the other, that it's not it, you know what I mean? That's not the life you want to live, but um, yeah, just earlier, the better. hundred percent docs. I totally agree with everything that you said. I just want to thank you, Doko, for jumping on uh, my podcast, bro. I love your heart and I love the transformation um, that you've become, the man that you've become and the path that you're going down, bro. It's so powerful. I'm sure our listeners will definitely feel inspired and empowered by hearing this podcast. Yeah, no, nah, thank you, Doko. And cheers for having me on, man. Like like you said, you know, when we did that podcast, um, what, almost two years ago now, you know, that was that was me transitioning. You know, that was me transitioning. And now, you know, um, that's why I always got big, big love for you, Doko, because that was my first podcast, you know, and that um, it was where I could start speaking and start, um, you know, speaking into into life, what I actually wanted to do, you know. And um, so, yeah, big love for you always, fella. No, thank you, Doko. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, don't forget to leave us a review, leave us your thoughts. If you're watching via YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. I need to get some subscribers like the Felon Show here with Dave. <laughs> uh, but leave me your comments and leave me your thoughts. Um, uh, and, and don't forget to go and support my brother uh, on the gram. On the gram, you're just uh, that King Dave. Oh, just or... the fella. Yeah, oh, that King Dave. That's my personal account. But yeah, the felon show, just the underscore felon underscore show. And also go and subscribe to his YouTube channel. He's doing amazing things on that platform. Um, but brother, it's a it's been a pleasure, and um, no doubt we'll do uh, more episodes in the near future. And I'll definitely come and catch up with you when I'm up there in Auckland again. Oh yeah, we'll catch up again, brother. Yep, for sure. All right, love you, Doc. I uh, love you, brother. Peace.